Pushing P, nigga, look at me. I got all these niggas shook at me. Sacrifice is what it took for me. Talk loosely, man, it's raw sushi. Ain't nobody ever fucking cooking me. Swear to God, you niggas all goofy. Why the fuck you even talk to me? They can never steal the sauce from me. Paid the cost to be the boss, homie. Now I got a bunch of lost homies. Should've known that they was false, homies. I would never take a loss, homie. I won't let another nigga disrespect me. I'ma have to put the pause on it. Wanna nail me to a cross, homie. Nah, pussy nigga, kill me first. They all fake, man, it really hurt. Our relationship is really dirt. Six feet to be exact. Bitch speaking me with tag. This beat could be a slap. Still tipping and I'm real smithing. Don't make me pull a real smithing. Need a toilet, this is real shit. When I rap, this shit is real different. Authentic to the GMO. You gon' have to know the real difference. Trade five and he still spit. Ever since I was legit, niggas knew I was legit. Ever since I ever touched a beat, niggas knew I was a hit. Salute to the subscribers. Back with another episode. Eyeball Network Podcast. We in the building, man. Your host, Jay Meeks. Coming off of a slight hiatus for this offseason or whatever. But we back at it like we never left. You feel me? I got my guys in the building. Got a special guest, my boy Scoob. What's good with you, my boy? What to do, everybody? What's going on? But I go by King Mo. You know what I'm saying? Just Google King Mo 254. All of my shit will pop up. You know what I'm saying? And you just get to me straight like that. All right. How you doing, Mace? I got my guy Mace in the building. What's up with you? You know, we solid, man. Back at it like we never left, man. Ready to get to these topics. Keep it honest and neutral. Let's get to this work. Yes, sir, man. Got a dope show for y'all. Bunch of good topics to get into. We'll start it off um, with James Harden. Uh, he asked out of the, of the Sixers, as we know, recently. But now he's calling out Daryl Morey. He made sure he was in a press conference. I don't know what that was, like a... Some type of media shit he had going on, like a advertising Adidas type of joint. And he just went off on Daryl Morey. And for y'all who don't know, Daryl Morey is his guy, supposed to be his guy, guy, and been doing everything for James Harden this whole time. You know, so yeah, that's why I said supposed to be. But so let's get into these to his comments and then we'll get y'all takes on everything, man. Daryl Morey is a liar. And I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. Let me say that again. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. Alright, man. So let's get into it. I'm not saying that Daryl Morey is not a liar. So I'll start off by saying that. I mean. Apparently, he obviously told James Harden that if he took less money, this report already came out, that he would give him more money later on. And we don't know the terms of it. We don't know if it was based upon uh, performance, uh, conditional, based upon what you did or how far you got to the playoffs and stuff like that. But we do know that that's allegedly what happened. Now, but for you to take a deal, a, a handshake deal with a guy and it not go well, I don't, I mean, that's what happens. I mean, when you, when you take a, a non-official deal and somebody gets you on it, you ran off on the plug, like you've been doing, <laughs> doing for quite some time now. And I don't feel bad for James because he got, he already been kind of overpaid because he's been a glorified regular season player. You know what I mean? He, he's a great regular season player in Dan Tony's system. And then once he started having hamstring problems, we got to see 
you know, that his style of play doesn't work like Kobe said. But um, I'll let y'all get into it, man. We got a lot to get into, but how you feel about it, Mace? Oh, man, nah, let Scoob go first, man. Scoob is the guest, man. Talk right to ahead, Scoob. <laughs> get your shit off, dude. Uh, All right, man. So first and foremost, I'm a Rockets fan. I've been a Rockets mm-hmm. fan for about for about 20-plus years now. So at one point in time, James Harden was my favorite basketball player, and he left me. So I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Mo- Mohawk Harden is is one of the coldest niggas that we've ever seen. And ever since he, he had to, he kicked and screamed his way out of Houston. He kicked and screamed his way out of Brooklyn. And it's like, we, as, as black men, we want to side with you on the whole Daryl Morey situation. But now because of your track record, it's like, we kind of on the fence, like, okay, you might be telling the truth about Daryl Morey, but at the same time, it's like, my nigga, this your third time, like trying to get out of an organization to go elsewhere. So it's like once you, it's it's like we're becoming numb to James Harden's style of trying to get out of a team to go somewhere else, and it's like I'm I'm just sick of it, bro. It's like even though you passed your prime, like you're still good. Like you can still get out on the floor and be productive and do good things for for any basketball organization. But at this point, this is like, bro, like. Like just like 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 what you gonna do? What you gonna do next? He's the boy who cried. I'm sick of this nigga, bro. The boy yeah. who cried wolf to your point. He just and in Brooklyn, I understand somewhat. I mean, he was mad about the Kyrie situation and Kyrie being held out because of the vaccine stuff. That's not something that Kyrie could control. That's just what it was. I mean, he could control it by getting vaccinated, but we know the story behind that. He didn't want to do that. So, so you yeah you bailed on that situation to go to play with Joel and B. And you had six points in the goddamn in the closeout game. So like I don't know, but he, he had like 40 something and then he had six. And it was just like there goes James Harden again. And like you said, he averaged 21 and 10, 10 this year. He led the league in assists. So he does have uh potential to be this superstar player, but he's never that superstar when it counts. And I'm sure Daryl Morey that played his uh decision, like yeah, I said what I said, but you also stunk up the fucking gym when it mattered. And now I'm not justified to give you all this extra money. And he's not, though. If you you should not, he should not overpay for James Harden right now because James Harden is not the same guy. He lost that first step. And I kind of lost respect for Joel and B. Just uh first time I lost respect is just because when in the press conference after they lost, he grouped himself in with James and called the rest of his team out teammates out. And that was wrong because y'all niggas stunk jump Jim up and y'all was the stars. So how are you going to blame everybody else when y'all didn't come to play? And he said, yeah, we, me and James need more help. Yeah, y'all do need more help, but y'all is supposed to be the fucking help. So the help needed y'all <laughs> niggas. So, so it was just like lame for Joel to do that shit and then to, to bunch himself with Harden. I understand you're just happy to have another superstar with you, I guess, but you bunch yourself with Harden who played like shit. And like we've seen, he's done this several times before, not just crying out, like you said, Scoop. He's also shitted himself right before it's time for him to go somewhere. He act like he just had 40 and they lost because of somebody else. No, they lost because of you. Like when he was in Houston, them niggas lost to uh, beat the Clippers with him on the bench. Like, remember, uh, he was on the bench. They benched him, Dan Tony did, and then they ended up beating the Clippers in game six or seven or whatever. So, 
he just has a track record of not being uh as valuable as your words and your actions are and and you bullshit we know you don't you don't be working out like that you don't be in shape like that you cut you you club all year all summer and then you wear them dumbass outfits and then when it comes time to hoop you're not so i agree i'm i'm sick of this nigga at this point he's not a fucking super I'm max sick of this nigga, bro. <laughs> he's not a super max nigga if i was a houston fan i definitely wouldn't fuck with this nigga and i wasn't a brooklyn fan but i was a nigga who picked them to win because they had the best team in the league and he was when it was time for him to hoop, he fucking got hurt uh, uh, that year when they lost to the Bucks. When Kyrie and him both got hurt, he was ha- he was hobbling on one leg, and then the next year they had another chance, and then he dipped. So and then you know that and then they got, and then he's got swept in the first round by Boston. Yeah, and because you're not there, and they had to try to throw Ben Simmons in there, who's a non-existent nigga, as we know. So go ahead, Mace, bro, get your shit off me. <laughs> 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 uh, I get to your Joel and B point a little bit later because yeah. I got a whole di- I got a whole different clip for Joel and B. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. I forgot to say before you go, Joel and B. The part other part I was pissed off about him is that he asked out like James did as soon as James did, and he's upset about going now. All of a sudden, you don't want to be you don't want to be there either. But we'll get into that. Like you said, go ahead. Oh yeah, we're on with that a little there. Um. So James, Del Moore is a liar. Look, you know, that's the weird thing to say. I can't say he's a liar. What he needs to understand is how can he justify what you want him to do after what you did? Does that make sense? Like, like essentially, you're saying he's a liar. He's supposed to give me more money. Yeah, but at the same time, how can he go to ownership and be like, hey, let's give James Harden $200 million after right. what he just did, bro, he wouldn't have a job. Like he would not have a job. They would fire that boy on the spot. There's no way he could justify that contract. So he's upset now. And then Daryl Morey did the next respectable thing. What? He tried to get a trade for him to the Clippers. But what James Harden doesn't seem to understand, which is what he should have understood by now, my guy, your trade value is trash. It's trash right now. Nobody wants you. Like, you are a regular season hero who is going to fade when they need you the most, and that's not what they want. So you've proven what? Nothing. Like, that's the truth. Like, let's just be real about it. And for Daryl Morgan to be this trash person, like, the disrespect that he's shown, like, let's be clear, you was was the sixth man in OKC. Like, you, Daryl Morey seen something in you and brought you over and paid you handsomely, continuously. And then let's just double down on it. James Harden has played with who over his career? Do we need to name them all? Everybody. Not really. Let's get a few at. <laughs> he played with Russ. He played with CP3. He played with Dwight Howard. Like we just just right there. And mind you, we're not talking about these three when they're when they're over the hill. No, no, they were not over the hill yet. Westbrook was still Mr. Triple Double. CP3 was still Mr. Double Double. Dwight Howard was still double double. Kevin like, Durant, Kyrie, Ron KD. You know what I'm saying? They, I'm just saying, like, since he picked up his own team in Houston, that's something. Okay. Like, you mm-hmm. played with them, and you fumbled that. And every single time you did, they got rid of one of them for you. They got rid of one of them for you. They got rid of one of them for you. And then Daryl Morey shakes, and you go, I'm going to Brooklyn. He gets to Brooklyn. It's spooky time. The only thing spooky was how many minutes you played, my guy. Like, so <laughs> you can go sit that down. And then what's funny for Mr. Daryl Morey to be a liar you sure were anxious to, as your own press conference, uh, this is where I really wanted to be the whole time in Philly. 
And then you get to Philly with Del Morey, and now all of a sudden he's a liar. No, you're an underachiever. Like, let's just be real about that. You're an underachiever. And there's no way they can justify giving you that much money after what you did. I'm pretty sure at the beginning of this conversation with you and Daryl Morey, it was contingent upon you guys making that run, which you did. But in the last two games, you showed why you're not a max player. That That's crazy. How can you be mad at this man for not giving you that contract when the argument has been Tyrese Maxey is more, is more valuable than you to the team? But he's not maxed out, but you're going to get maxed because your name don't work like that, my boy. So he can kill all that off. And now he's throwing this shit out. And here's the biggest thing I'm going to say about this, which is the nail in his coffin. You already didn't have trade value, James. And now you just sunk it even more. Because now you know, and we all know this. This ain't even, we can take basketball out of it, make it life. If I want something that you have and it doesn't want to be there with you, it means nothing to you. I can get it for pennies because no one else wants it. I know that. Like you have a disgruntled, let me do the air quotes, star on your hands. And he doesn't want to be there. He shamed the organization. And the one team that was going to trade for him didn't see enough value in him. So no one's going to offer anything for you. And if you know Daryl Morey like you think you do, he's not going to trade you for a second round pick. You just shot any hope you had of getting to the Clippers because now you've pissed him off and your trade value's trash. And then you took it down enough by making it clear that you're never going to pay for the organization. So if I was Daryl Morey on the last note, you'd be sitting your ass down until you retire. Like, boy, you'd be looking like Carson Palmer when he played for the Bengals in his hole. Like, you'd have to re retire and hope that you come out and I trade your rights away. You will never play, bro. And he pissed him off in the worst way because if he knows anything smartly – they can block your free agency next year for the bullshit you do this year. So you might want to get your ass together because you'll be sitting your ass down somewhere else. You better hope Daryl Morey doesn't take this personally because if he does, the only place you're going to be playing is for the Beijing Sharks, my boy. So you oh. might want to keep that shit together. Oh, you know. And he, already, know. and he already sounded off about playing in China. Yeah, well, he might want to get used to that because at this rate, he has no trade value, and if I'm Daryl Morey, you're going to eat all this. Like, everything you played me for, you're going to sit your ass down to eat this. Because I already get – nah, you're going to take that on the chin, my guy. <laughs> he called that man out personally, bro. And and, and double down. Yeah, so nobody knows the situation. And that man has have stood by you through all these years and has never said anything bad about you, let alone – actually, he said stupid shit about you. Like, you're the better than uh, Kobe. I don't know. He said you're the best – Play offensive player in the NBA history. That's yeah, in the history. Yeah, and, history. And I was like, "What the fuck, Daryl? Shut the fuck up! Like you just saying shit now to love that you're in love with this dude, or you know he was just hyping him up. Like we, he didn't even believe that. But now he said all of that dumb shit for you to call him out publicly and personally. James Harden has never called out anybody in this fashion, or he's never said anything this um, strongly in public. So you know he's definitely gonna take it personal, and he's definitely gonna tell everybody he knows, "Don't fuck with this guy. He's a cancer." And if I'm the Clippers, I'm not. I'm not fucking with James Harden. You know, I think they're they're already solid enough. And what does he bring to the team? I mean, he he brings something, but he just also brings a headache and all this other extra ego that they and they already have enough egos over there, bro. I would not fuck with James Harden if I'm them. No, that's why Houston should not fuck with him. Obviously, he already ran off on them. Why would you go fuck up the, all that young talent they got over there and drop exactly, James Harden, bro? Exactly. Nah, so nah. So yeah. Any last thoughts, and we can uh. We could just slide to uh, Joel and B. How do y'all feel about this nigga doing the same thing? Like, uh, no, Mr. Me Too ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> this nigga literally uh, just watched him do that, axed out, and you like you said when the, in the text, Mace, he missed the process. So how right. you, you ended let, the process is over with. Let me. I take this. I I'll shoot this from the hip first. If you don't go sit your big seven foot underachieving ass the fuck down somewhere, like how dare you have the nerve to ask out after the bullshit you pulled in that organization? My God, you literally are, you won the MVP and stopped playing basketball. Let's call it what it is. Let's just be a stack about this. His goal was to win the MVP. He won it. He stopped playing basketball. Like, there's no way. Go look at that man's numbers. He wasn't playing basketball no more. He achieved his goal. And the audacity of you to jump around and call yourself the process. Call He's the man. He's the best big in the league, as he loves to say it. And now you're going to leave the team that they built around you because you're upset that James is leaving? Get the fuck out of here. Like, bro, he ought to be ashamed of himself. Like, and I'm, I get it. His name is Troy and B, whatever. But, bro, that's the most sensitive shit ever. You literally went and scrubbed Philadelphia from your whole fucking bio and everything against him. But you're not going to say nothing out loud because we know you're soft. You're not built like that. So, yeah, that's the way you're going to do it. That's ugly. Like, that's real pussy of him, bro. Like, there's no... No leadership, no nothing. Like, you can get out of here, bro. I can see if you scored, like you said about James, you scored 41 at the end or some shit like that, and then, you know what I'm saying, and they didn't help you. My God, you're the MVP. You scored 16 points. Shut up. Like, go sit down. You, you, this is the first season where we can actually remember you playing long enough to not be on the bench. Like, real, you've been spending more time on the sidelines than in the game. And the one year you do it, you win MVP, at the end of the year, you're ready to leave. Remember, yeah, I said it before when that he was crying too hard when he won that MVP. I was like, Oh, yeah, that, that was his championship right there. Remember, I said, Yes, yeah, he won the championship in his mind. Nobody ever gonna be able to tell him shit. He don't care if he don't never hoop again after this because he could say he won the MVP. Yeah, so, yeah, man. Uh, I just I understand at this point that he might just be ready to go, just like Dame, you know, like y'all niggas getting older and you ain't won nothing, but. Uh, Joel's had all the help, you know. He's had a lot of help too, and you're just not being it. You just can't get it done, man. Like Jokic don't have more help than you. Like Jokic got a decent squad, and he just made a good team out of what out of what the players that he has. And Joel could have done the same thing this whole time, so it's no excuses, man. It's not even a matter of him wanting to leave, but it, it a lot of times it's about how you do shit because it's like. If you would have went the Dame route and just and just concentrated on hooping, just go out there, give 110%, and hoop your ass off. Because at the end of the day, you are, if not the best big in the league, you're you're a top five top big two, in this top league. Three. You're top skilled. Three. You're like people people call you Elijah on 2.0. And and I fucks with that because Joel Embiid is one of the most skilled big men in the league out of necessity, um, in part. Because Ben Simmons wouldn't shoot the ball. And I felt like when Ben Simmons was there, it took away from Joel's game because he is he can be so so dominant in the low post. Cause it, I mean, he's so strong and he got such good footwork, but it's taken away from him being able to dominate in the low post because he got to step out and shoot the three ball because Ben Simmons won't won't even try to shoot the ball. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then you had the you you've had the Ben Simmons, you've had the James Hardens, the Jimmy Butlers, and it's like, bro, you've had pieces around you. And if you would have just concentrated on hooping, bro, and then all of a sudden you you decide, look, this shit ain't working. 
you know what I'm saying? I might need to I might need to exit stage left, but to to say you want to leave now because James is leaving and <laughs> James is right. past his prime and he's not even half the basketball player that you are now. Right. Like James James as a natural two guard has transitioned to the point guard for the simple fact that he is past his prime. I mean, he can still make plays. He's still a good ball handler. He can still see the floor. He's still nice, but he like that. That's that's your reason right there. That's who coattail you pulling on to try to make your way out of Philly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You taking everything 76ers, uh, everything the process having to do with the social having to do with Philly out of all of your social media, like you just done with him because of him. Like, come on, yep. bro. Yeah, and Joel, he's he is the top two or three big man. But I've been saying for a few years now, he really sacrificed a lot of these years because he'd be out of shape as fuck. Um yep. and he like they showed him eating like two burgers five minutes before the game one day. <laughs> I was like, this one my man be hurt right there, like because you eating burgers right before the game and shit like that. But yeah, he just hasn't been in shape for to be a seven foot or seven two or whatever he, how tall he is. You can't have a lot of weight on those limbs, bro. We know that it's the only human history of all the big niggas that been that size. Shaq played uh, uh, only about maybe eleven strong years, and then he was pretty not good after that because his his just body had too much wear and tear, too much weight on it for so long that his knees is shot at that point. He so, was past his prime when he got the ring in Miami with D Wade. Yeah, that was yeah. it. He yeah. he was lucky to get down. Uh huh. That's you know, why Lakers was moving on from him, not trying to pay that much money for him no more because they knew Shaq was on a slight decline, and that's why Kobe was like, "This nigga don't even take ha- if he took his life." If his game is serious as he was, just like Joel, he would be the best nigga in the league every year, no question. And we'd be winning the championship every year, no question. And he last thing, I don't him. agree with Hakeem uh, 2.0. That, that's hell no. Nah. I, I, I see what he's saying. It's skill-wise. Like yeah. He has upped Joel. I mean, Hakeem's uh, skills to the slightest as far as stretching out the floor a little bit more because of the way the game is played. But Hakeem was a better player than him. And if you put Hakeem right now, he would be winning rings with these same teams that Joel's not winning shit with. But go ahead. And to, and, and, and to your point, Jimmy, mm-hmm. the way uh the way Jokic led Denver to the to the to the finals and got a chip with a team that they're not trash, but they're not like elite neither. Like he had right. like yeah, he KCP had solid role players. Yeah. He, I mean Jokic's ring with Denver is no different than Dirk Nowinski's ring with Dallas. Where he literally had no all stars whatsoever, yeah, and and them boys went on one of the toughest Western Conference runs to the ring in in recent years. Yeah, and um, Dirk had a little. Murray is better than everybody that Dirk had as a teammate that year. So that's crazy. Dirk had a lesser team, but yeah, they're a comparable squad as far as we didn't expect them to just dominate. Like we, they've been dominating the regular season. But they also hadn't all been healthy together. But like you said, he had regular guy KCP, Aaron Gordon, guys that they were people were saying weren't that good or weren't that valuable on other teams. Mm-hmm. Now they're starting on championship teams. But go ahead, Mace, get your shit off. No, I was just gonna say when you talk about that Shaq joint, people forget, bro. Like they like to keep in the vacuum. People forget like how bad Shaq was after that Miami league, bro. He bent. He went to Cleveland. He went to the Suns. He went to the Celtics. Like my boy bounced around. He couldn't. He wasn't. He turned into trade bait. Yeah, bro, he was just trade-based. So, like, I just brought that, like I said, to say what you say, like, same thing. Like, 
go back and watch it. Shaq said himself he would come into practice eating Big Mac. That was his thing, just like Joel Embiid was. And once he said, once he got that trade, what did Doctor Bus said on his interview? I'm sorry, big fella. I can't, I can't keep. Can't you. pay you like, that much, just, my nigga. Yeah, because yeah, you're not I can't, taking I can't your shit serious like that. Yeah, and what he want a hundred million or something? I think he won like a hundred million. He was like, "Yo, I'm sorry, big fella, I can't do it. I'm going with the yeah. young kid, but I'm I'll get you where you want to go." And Joel Embiid, like you said, he the first year he in shape, and you jump out, like you said, Mister Me Too ass nigga out here. So, <laughs> and you know, Shaq pissed me off too, bro, because as a Laker fan, that nigga left, and then you saw how he went from three hundred and sixty pounds to like two ninety five, three hundred when he got to Miami. He dropped. He dropped. He never was that in much in shape. Uh, that when he was mm-hmm. Lakers, not one year was he in that much shape that he was that first year he went to Miami. And then the fact that he wouldn't surrender the number one guy role to Kobe, but as soon as you get to Miami, oh, this D Wade's team, this D Wade's flash team. team. Flash. Yeah, I was like, bro, you, you Kobe is better than D Wade. He's the best player in the league. Yeah. And you wouldn't relinquish the title to him, but you'll just give it to Wade as soon as you get there. Like Shaq fucked up the dynasty, bro. People don't like to say that. People want to give Kobe the blame, but the truth is Shaq deserves the blame because he wasn't in shape as much as he could have been because if he was, there wouldn't even have been a question in 04, 05, 06. They would have won all them championships, bro, if 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 he just stayed in shape, even against Detroit. Like, Detroit had a better game plan, and they outplayed the Lakers. But Kobe is the only reason they won one of those games. And in the other four games, Kobe had trouble because they was doubling him with Tayshaun Prince and bringing a help man. And then Shaq had one-on-one with Ben Wallace a lot of the time, and he could not dominate Ben Wallace, bro. So this ain't a Kobe Shaq thing, but I got triggered by that because Joel Embiid is Shaq 1.0 more than Hakeem because he is letting his career and his prime years go by and he's not in shape or not taking it 100% serious and over caring about an MVP trophy when you should want to win a championship. Well, we we can get off of that, man. You triggered me about this Kobe Shaq shit, man. (laughs) Shaq fucked the Lakers up. We knew niggas would have won eight rings at least, bro. Facts. And everything. That's why Kobe was so pissed, bro. And when they had that sit down, he was like, "Bro, if you if your work ethic would have just been like where I feel like you feel me, half of it, yeah, then they would have won eight, seven, eight rings, bro. No question. Shouldn't have lost to Detroit either. They should have whooped the fuck out of Detroit. Yep. Want to get your takeaway on what you think when you watch this video right here? You know, Braun was. He was just, he wasn't doing enough for me. He came to the bench one time. He's like sitting on the bench, legs crossed. He's like firing his nails. I'm like, man, this dude, he blow, he buzzing me. Like, what's he doing? Halftime comes and we go into the locker room. I said, Brian, you got to be better, bro. He's like, what you, what you mean? I, I got this. I said, I don't care about no stats. We need you to be better if you want to win. It's, it's on you. He said, what would you want me to do, T. Lou? Guard Draymond, be aggressive, shoot the ball, stop turning the ball over. Anything else? Boom, we storm out of the locker room in the second half, dominated the whole game. And so it's like, man, if you didn't get that speech at halftime, we wouldn't have right, won. Yeah. I'm glad I did that. Thanks, Bron. All right, so. My first takeaway was, first of all, it just proved it proved a lot of shit. It proved what we always think <laughs> that LeBron cares about stats more than winning, first of all. The fact that your coach has to say, because Tyrone Luce is telling the story, but he's really telling on LeBron. This man said that you was filing your nails on the on the game seven of the fucking NBA finals. You were filing your nails, and then 
you t- when 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 confronted about why you're not giving a fuck at halftime and why you're not taking the game serious, the nigga said, "Do you see my numbers?" So basically, I don't have to care about what you're doing out there for the team as a coach. I need to care about what do your numbers look like. So if you have 28 points and nine rebounds and five assists and we're losing by 20, why the fuck are you bringing that up? Like, so basically you here for yourself and you're not about winning and that's secondary to you. So it, it just was very telling to me. This is why why I'm not a bit, never been a fan of LeBron like that, bro. One of the reasons, because I know he care about stats more than winning because you could just tell when a player, the, looking at a player, the way that they're playing, if they're here for the stats or if they're here for the team or if they're here to win, you know, you could tell by how a nigga's playing. You know, just like when we're all that when you're down 20 and 30, you know the game is out of reach. Of course, everybody just thinking about, man, let me just give me some numbers. Let me just give me some some uh get to 20 points or something. Let me get to 25. But when you're when the game is close, why the fuck would you be thinking about I need this amount of points? I need this many rebounds, I need this many assists. That's why Russell Westbrook got caught a lot of flack for the for the triple doubles. And I and I, I gave him all respect for it, but I I can understand people having um reserve about it because there is a lot of plays where he's still in rebounds so the, the, for the stat chasing loving ass niggas and all the bronze sexuals out there that live and die by the stats tyrone Lou is exposing y'all niggas mindsets of it's game seven of the finals and i got the best player in the world this nigga worried about stats and instead of worried about how we're going to win this game his rebuttal to me as i need you to do more was look at my stats so I can say a lot, man, but y'all niggas already called me a Braun hater all day because I'm objective. <laughs> I'm honest about the niggas. So say what you want, give a fuck of me. I'm being honest, my nigga. The man is in love with stats, and that's what all you Braun sexuals do is if you want to argue anybody, LeBron versus anybody, all you do is stats, 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 stats. And this is why LeBron does that, because he knows as long as y'all keep the argument about stats that he has, he can be considered a GOAT. But go ahead, man. How you feel, bro? Get your Talk shit. to us, cool. <laughs> All right. So first things first. First of all, I'll say if you if, if you a LeBron fan, I know you kind of fucks with LeBron. Know how much? Let's just get first, that. First, first things first. Because you, you know you know where you at when, 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 when it comes to the whole Jordan Lebron debate. Um, I'm, I'm MJ all day. And 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 I can argue to to the wheels fall off that he's better than LeBron. Now I love LeBron. I'm not a LeBron hater, but when you put him in the conversation with MJ, for me it's MJ all day. But I will say, as it pertains to this particular topic, I I enjoy very much the fact that T. Lou had as much to say as he did. I mean, when you when 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 it's all said and done, and you look at the legacy of T. Lou. This man played with and against Kobe Bryant. This man played with and against Michael Jordan and is now coaching LeBron James, which those three people alone are held in the highest regard as the three coldest niggas to ever pick up a basketball in 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 history since the sport was even invented. So for for T. Lou to have that on his resume is crazy. But and 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 LeBron has had a reputation of whoever the head coach of the team was he was playing for, that he was the coach. I say after he left Miami because he wasn't really overstepping spoke like that. 
But after going back to Cleveland a second time, ever since then, they, he's had this reputation of, well, we know so-and-so ain't the coach. He's the coach. So for T. Lou to actually live in the moment as a head coach and say, I don't care if you are the best player in the world. You know what I'm saying? The game is going this way, and this is the kind of production I need from you. Fuck what you got to say about it. I'm the head coach, and this is how this shit is going to go. And you got to be able to hold yeah. your best players accountable in those moments to get those kind of results. You know what I'm saying? Like, Shump, Shump tells a, a a lot of LeBron stories. And one of, one of LeBron's stories he told was that second time he was in Cleveland when David Black was the coach. And David Black drew up a play, and LeBron was like, nah, took the clipboard out of his hand and said, we're doing this, and ended up <laughs> ended up drawing up his own game winner, and he worked, and they won the game. Cool. But in that moment, T. Lou was like, I'm not going to let you dominate me in this moment because I'm getting paid to be the head coach, so I'm going to do my job and hold you accountable. You're the best player in the world. And this is the way we're looking right now at halftime. So this is what I need you to do. So I'm glad that he wasn't scared to call out the best player in the world and say, look, I don't care what you've done in the first 24 minutes. I need more. Thanks. Uh, before Mace go, though, I need you to clear up because um, on eyeball, there's no such thing as a Jordan and LeBron debate. It's Kobe, Jordan, or and then you can get to maybe LeBron <laughs> after that. So, um, are you? I mean, do, you in, have, in, do you in have LeBron mind, over Kobe? Do I have LeBron over Kobe? No, sir. Okay. All right. I just had to make sure that was clear. You know, you know <laughs> I had to make sure because you said Jordan LeBron, and that's that's the what everybody makes it. But that's because they started acting like it was a Jordan LeBron debate, like it wasn't always a Kobe Jordan debate, and Jordan and Kobe. And everybody else associated with basketball, it's always been those two have been the debate. And then they just started ushering Kobe out of the conversation. So 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 in my personal opinion, there is no Jordan Kobe debate. Because from from my standpoint, Kobe has way too much respect for Jordan. He went on the last dance documentary and said there is no Kobe Bryant without Michael Jordan. And it's been documented ever since Kobe was a rookie that on 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 defense and on dead balls he would ask him about his footwork he would ask him about yeah. positioning efficiency like jordan was the sensei and kobe was the student and he never hid that yeah. so in my mind i never i never even entertained a, a jordan kobe debate because they're like kobe is like the shadow of jordan i mean people will go on to say that kobe enhanced jordan's skill set and did it better than jordan I'm even fine with that, but I never, I never debated Kobe and Jordan because they're one and the same, and Kobe always gave it up to Jordan every time. So it was yeah. never. You don't got to debate it as long as you know that them two are the top two. There's not, you don't have to debate. You know, I agree they are absolutely that great. That and uh, as long as you got them one A one B or one and two, either way, I won't be mad at you. Oh but yeah, all I'm one of them niggas that say Kobe enhance enhance Jordan's game, and yes, it's because of Jordan, just like. Kyrie is here because he got to watch AI and everything. You know, this is all a cycle. LeBron Strickland. Yeah, it's all a cycle. But so, but we cannot acknowledge a LeBron and Jordan debate because that's really not a debate. They're not similar. They're not alike. They don't say play the same position. Like uh, Jordan, they argue LeBron's field goal percentage against fucking Kobe all day. And if you just go on fucking Stat News, guys, 
and just look up LeBron's career shot chart, he is a below average shooter from everywhere on the court, except for the paint. He shoots like 74% in the paint. So therefore, he it makes his overall field goal percentage be higher than Kobe's because a lot of y'all dummies use that as an argument to say LeBron's better than Kobe because of field goal percentage. Do we argue Klay Thompson and Giannis's fucking field goal percentage? No, no, because they're not in the same position. They play two different sides of the court. They don't shoot the same shots from the same positions. And LeBron shoots fucking wide open shots versus Kobe been shooting with two, three people on him his whole life. So for you niggas that don't know basketball, stop using field goal percentage as a LeBron argument when he's a power forward who's six foot nine inches tall without shoes on. So he's 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 supposed to be a 75 percent field goal percentage. And look at Kobe stats. He's above above average from damn near every single spot on the perimeter. And then he was like above average also in the paint, but not as high as LeBron because he's not a physical specimen, guys. So uh, there is no debate if it ain't got Jordan and Kobe to start it. That's that's what I that's my uh, thing. If you watch basketball in our lifetime, you can't say that them two niggas ain't the top basketball player that we've ever seen. Otherwise, you just didn't watch enough. If you ask me now, and and I can't, I don't, I can't, I have a trouble putting LeBron over Magic and and shit like that. I, even even Bird, you know, uh, it's a couple of guys. Kareem, Hakeem, these guys are all before uh, LeBron, if you ask me. But go ahead, Mace. We, we talking for a, a long time, my boy. So, hey, man, get 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 it off me. Get shit off me. I ain't mad at you, bro. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> I ain't mad at you, bro. Um, you know, it's crazy. When I heard that, when I first heard that T. Lou joint, what I thought, I didn't even take it for what most people thought it was. Y'all might have because y'all know basketball pretty well as well. I took it as another in basically another indication why Michael Jordan and LeBron James, Michael Jordan and Kobe were better than him, because that's another example of LeBron James needing to be taught how to be a leader, need mm. to be taught how to be great, need to be led into being better. Whereas it wasn't like that for Kobe and it wasn't like that for Jordan. Like they were fueled by the fact that, that you're not better than me. Like I'm not going to let you beat me. I'm going to do whatever I can, take every single inch that I can off of you to be better than you. I can never imagine Kobe Bryant being down in the second half of a game, filing his nails on the bench. Like I couldn't imagine Jordan doing that. Like it just it doesn't register. And that goes back to the whole thing about what I said in the beginning of the other podcast. That's been my knock against LeBron this whole time. Like people like to like downplay that shit. Like, oh, like no, leadership has nothing to do with anything. No, yes, it does. Like that's why a lot of these guys who are judged as goat are judged by who? Their peers, the people that they played the game with. So I'm just being honest with you. Who said it? Bird said it. If you want to have fun, go play with LeBron. If you want to win, go play with Kobe. It's a difference. See, because Kobe wouldn't be sitting on the bench and at halftime going, shit, I got 38 points. No, he don't give a fuck. Like people forget in the Toronto game, even though they scored 81. Boy, most of them came in the second half, like because the game was close. Half. You feel me? The game was close. He didn't go shit. I got 33. We balling. Kobe said, I got 33 and we losing. Well, I'm sorry, we got 33 and the game is too close. Let me go ahead and make more separation by putting up an additional 55 on top of that. Well, LeBron is like, shit, you see my stats now? I got 22 and 10. So the fuck what you're losing. Like, that's something that shouldn't have to be told to you when you're the best player in the world, quote unquote. No one should have to tell you you're not doing enough. And when someone tells you you're not doing enough, that means you're not focusing on being the best you. If he feels that that's all it takes for him, then 
kudos. But then take yourself out of the conversation of going, I'm the best player in the world. Because the best player in the world will go, no, no, no. Someone's beating me. I'm losing. <laughs> I need to figure out a way to beat you. And instead, he's like, shit, ain't happening to me, though. Like, like mm -hmm. it ain't my fault. Like, no, yes, it is your fault. Because, but also with that, here comes that narrative for LeBron as well, too. Whenever something goes wrong, whose fault is it when they play with LeBron? Everybody else. Everyone else's fault. But if they win, it's LeBron oh, did LeBron. it all himself. So they're losing at halftime, and LeBron got his stats, but he doesn't care because he's like, shit, when the same said and done, I got 35, 10, and 10. Everybody going to say LeBron had no help. Instead of going, hey, I got 35, 10, and 10, and we're fucking losing. I don't care. Like, we got to fix that. So that the right there. Other things other than stats, like defense exactly. and not turning the ball over. But go ahead. Exactly. And that's another stat people don't like to talk about. LeBron James leading the NBA in history and turnovers. We're not going to get mentioned. That. Yeah, they don't like talking about that. Um, but just in general, yeah. But like just in general, that's the thing that I took from that with Tyloo Moore. I see what he was saying, and same thing Scoob said. I respect that he did come there because if that had been Black, that had been Mike Brown, if that had been who who the Lakers just fired, um, Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel. Vogel. If it had been any of them, LeBron would have the same thing. We not doing that shit. Get out of here. Like, I ain't doing that, but T. Lou standing up to him because being a former player and earning that position, you'd be like, hey, no, 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 you're going to listen to me. This is what we're doing. Get up and get the win. That's that's great that he did, but to me, that is an indictment against him as well because you want to be called one of the GOATs, but I can't imagine the people we talk on the GOAT list who had to be told, get up, you're losing. That's just me personally. Thank you. Real shit. And then to bank off of the the Kobe game, I it's crazy. I seen a clip today where somebody was interviewing Kobe. He was saying his grandmother only got to see him play one time, and the one game that she went to was the game where he dropped eighty one. And if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> he got eighty one and three quarters, and Phil Phil sat him the whole fourth quarter. Sixty two, sixty two, sixty two and three quarters versus the Mavs. But facts, he sat him all, and and Phil asked him. This is the real context. Phil said, Kobe, do you want to go in? And he said, no. So the nigga know he could have got 100 or 90 at least. And he was like, nah, I'm good. He, he could have he, he been up there. He, he could have got close to Will, bro. That was the yeah. year Dirk won the MVP, and Dallas was number one seed, by the way. They were, the, they were one of the best teams in the league. So he wasn't no, no scrubs. So, yeah, I think that was 06. When they went to the finals, matter of fact. No, no, no. Either they went to the finals that year or it was the year they lost at the first seed against the Warriors. But either way, they was a good-ass team. Oh, uh, yeah. But, yeah, man. All right. Let me get this. Yeah, yeah. Much, 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 much respect for T. Lou for, for, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. For, 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 for saying what needed to be said regardless to whoever felt what about it. Facts. Let's get this out the way and get on. <laughs> Why are we doing it? <laughs> Ah, this the goat, man. This the goat, man. This y'all goat. I'm not even gonna lie. This I, knew the, I, I knew the day that this video resurfaced. Oh, okay. this shit was gonna be hilarious, bro. This y'all goat we, right here, dogs. Why are we doing this? With the Jerry curl, bro. Yo, hey, yo. <laughs> hey, yo. This nigga is. I can't even say what it's wrong. Oh, you out of pocket, bro. Hey, man. How about I'm gonna use this as a good reason to segue because I thought I thought maybe this nigga didn't show up. 
<laughs> I can't believe this nigga did that on in real life on camera. Now you let them tell you that this is why y'all be prop. This is why they be propping up LeBron right here because he already went through the humiliation ritual for y'all and and let y'all know he was with the shits. But anyways, this man didn't show up to D Wade's um, retirement the other day, and I was like, his, his Hall of Fame induction. Yeah, yeah my yeah. Fault, Hall of Fame induction. And I'm like, why didn't he show up to um, D Wade's Hall of Fame induction? What, what, what was y'all? What's your first start? Quickly. Why he wouldn't have showed up? I would have said because of everything going on with Bronny, honestly. Okay. Well, what you think, Scott? That would have been my reason, honestly, because Bronny. Yeah, because he he had the whole um. Well, he what happened? He collapsed during practice or something. Yeah, something yeah, like yeah. He went to cardiac arrest. Yeah, cardiac arrest at practice. Yeah. Yeah. So you know that that take priority. Over All right. Well, then I'm a. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna leave that alone then, because uh, I ain't think about that. I thought about that secondly, but. Firstly, I thought maybe he don't like how Dwayne Wade is moving uh, uh, recently and how he maybe, mm -hmm. you know, his son got a, a sex change and all of that. Maybe that may have something. Maybe LeBron is not maybe in a total agreement with that or something like that. I don't know what's going on. But if you go and it watch. It shouldn't be about that. If you, if you, <laughs> if, if, if you go and watch the uh, when Shannon Sharp had Dwayne Wade on his podcast, uh -huh. They they took a super deep dive into it. It was actually a pretty dope conversation too. You know what I'm saying? Whether you agree, I watch that. Yeah, go back and watch that jump. But before we go to the next topic, I, I want y'all take on this because Gilbert Arenas has been saying with his chest that for the simple fact that LeBron is now the NBA's all time leading scorer, that he that he is a better scorer. Than the people who he's passed, and my I thing is, that, my nigga, he's on the if payroll, you it, like, uh, and I get that, but I'm like, bro, if you if anybody plays a sport for 20 years plus, they gonna break some records just by default because they played for 20 years, but bro, just because he, but just be, just because he had just because he got more points than Jordan, doesn't mean that he's a better scorer than Jordan, that he's a better no. scorer than Kobe Bryant, that he's a better scorer. Than Carmelo Anthony. Hey, I'm not. I'm gonna do you one better, and I'm gonna just instead of us talking about going in on that, I'm gonna just roll the clip because we already talked about this on here, and we already said is LeBron the goat now? Now you just missed that show. Had to be is LeBron the goat now because he passed? Uh, is he the lead scorer in, in uh, history, or is he the best scorer of all time because of it? And we just no, killed that. He's whole, not the best scorer. He just killed that the whole league. argument, bro. We we killed it already. If you, you break down just him. scoring and what it takes to be a great scorer, LeBron is not even a top ten scorer of all time. He's not. He's not he doesn't he's have not. LeBron. We we literally can all agree that LeBron doesn't even have a bag like that. Like if we're talking about skill set, LeBron don't got a bag, and we know what a bag is. Do he have a handle? Do he have a great shot? Do he have? Uh, can he break down a defender? Is he a great post player? LeBron don't have none of this, bro. He's not even a good free throw shooter. So how are you the greatest scorer of all time? And we we questioning yo, you even having a bag. Like, nigga, I got a bag. I'm a regular nigga compared to LeBron. I got a way bigger bag than LeBron. A lot of niggas I know do. Bronny's bag is deeper than LeBron's. Literally. Literally, bro. Mikey James, uh, Imani Bates. Uh, it's a lot of niggas I can name that are high schoolers. And Bryce is getting cold. I was about to say, Bryce is getting cold. Bryce is getting Bryce is getting cold. Yeah, it, 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 Bryce's like, bag is I, I know. Crazy. I, I was just at the Nike EYBL shit, bro. 
there I've seen so many players that got a better bag than LeBron. So you're not that, and I'm not saying bag makes you the scorer, but you got to have a whole package of pause of of everything in order to be considered the greatest scorer of all time. It's not about how long you play. Like Kareem had the, we never considered Kareem the greatest scorer. We just said Kareem led the, he, he scored the most points, but that'll make you the greatest scorer. So and he also I, has he, the most unguardable shot of all time. Yes, and he, and he was seven and, 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 and Dirk's fadeaway is is right behind that. Yep. Yes, and let's just let's just do a tally of seven footers uh, that were decent back then, as opposed to in the nineties and two thousands. And Kareem wasn't playing against that much competition. He was ahead of his time. That's all. He was the best player in the league as soon as he got in the league. What does that say about the competition yes. of the league? So. But um, yeah, we already we already went on that, bro. LeBron is not even close to being a t- the top. He's not a top five scorer of all time, let alone. Now I can name five scores better than him in the league right now. I don't even yeah. know about all time. Just right now, I can name five better than him right now. Anthony Davis Actually, is better than him on his. How about that? He got he got a player on his team right now that's a better scorer than he is, hands down. In the league, Austin Reeves is yelling, "I'm him" with LeBron on the court. Yeah, that was a bad thing. That was a bad thing, bro. That was a bad thing. They are 15s going crazy. Yeah, but he, he, Austin Reed's got a nickname, and he was able to yell, I'm him, with the greatest player and the greatest scorer of all time on the court. All right. Yeah. But let's get off of that, bro. I'm not a LeBron hater, man. Let's claim it. All right, let's get to it. relax, bro. Just stand down. Uh, Yeah, and that's crazy. That that video was crazy, though. This nigga I see why he uh, kept that under wraps and uh, it ain't came out in all these years because I never saw that in real life. Like, what, what what kind of ad was that? What was that for? I don't. I couldn't even tell you, bro. I don't want to know. It was just really, it was rhetorical. <laughs> just for me, yeah. All right, so let's go quick on the on the. Uh, I will play the plies ran off on the plug twice video because that's all <laughs> I think of when I think about this guy. But let's just get off. Uh, let's talk about Ben Simmons real quick. God dang it. I know y'all watching all of these uh, fucking rumors have it that Ben Simmons is out here looking like Giannis 2.0 in the workouts. He's looking like Kobe's second coming. Nah, but that as they they acting like he's working out so tough and that he's about to make this crazy comeback and him and the coach talked and, yo, man, save all of the drama for your mama. Because that nigga is is just he's a, a summertime cat. He every summer he working on this. He's hitting jumpers. He's shooting threes with his right hand, and then this nigga comes out here and doesn't play. So I I said it last year. I have no more. I will never believe in Ben Simmons again as long as he plays in the NBA, unless this nigga does some miraculous shit and then he does it consistently. But ever since he didn't dunk on Trey Young and pass that ball off. <laughs> This nigga's whole mental stability is in question. But how you feel, school? You got a lot of shit to say. So, and even Kobe himself said this. Ben Simmons, if he develops a jump shot, is going to be one of the coldest niggas in the league. First of all, this nigga's a 16-point guard and actually has the skill set of a primary ball handler. Like, he doesn't turn the ball over a whole lot. Because he's so long and so tall, he can see the floor, he can make plays, and he can complete passes that the average point can't because he's so fucking big, bro. And the every year for, like, the past five years, these off-season private pickup runs and shit that he be doing, 
Bro, them, them videos be legendary, like NBA Jam type shit. He dunking on three niggas. He's shooting fadeaways, sidesteps, step backs, um, and shooting the ball like like it's nothing. And you won't and, and then you put the jersey on for the organization that's paying you millions of dollars. And you don't even attempt to shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. Hell, Giannis couldn't hit the side of a fucking brick house. But that nigga at least tried to shoot the ball. And now he's a decent shooter. He he's decent <laughs> enough a shooter where you gotta respect his jump. You know what I'm saying? You can't just leave him open no more. He's right. actually worked on his jump shot enough where it's like, look, I know mm-hmm. for a fact you don't want me to get within arm's reach of the rim because it's wraps. But at the same time, I've been working on this jumper so much. It's not too many times you're just going to disrespect me and leave me out here. It's like Ben Ben Simmons, I don't care if you shoot 10 air balls in a row. Shoot the ball. Just shoot the ball. I don't care if you go over 20. I, I at least want to see you shoot, shoot. Just shoot the ball. No confidence, bro. You're zero confidence. None. Giannis has just got a better mentality than him. He has a I, – I'm not a good shooter, but I can be better mentality. And Ben Simmons is like, I'm not a good shooter, but I got a Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 almost like, it's almost like when Blake Griffin came into the league. He was mm. one-dimensional. He was a high flyer. He was going to get 50 inches off the floor, and he wasn't going to do nothing with him. But every summer he came back with something different. Oh, now he putting the ball on the ground. Yeah. Or now he not back to the basket no more. Now he facing up in the mid post, high post. Okay, now he's shooting the 15, 20 footer. It's like every year Blake Griffin was evolving. And it's like if Ben Simmons would have did that, bro, he would eat he he'd That's be what basketball used to be about is is getting better each summer, adding something to your game and all of that. But I'm telling you, man, these new niggas, especially these clutch niggas, these niggas have, have shattered the mold of Working out and getting better and elevating and all of that. It's about put up stats, get clout, and don't matter if you win, uh, team up, all of that shit, bro. So that's the new wave, man. I don't that care was- how many Rico Hines uh, workouts he do, the right. Chris Brinkley's, the Phil Handy. I don't care. Like, bro, Phil, Ben Simmons drops a viral pickup basketball video every summer. Where he's Max. literally doing everything like Swiss Army knife. Yeah, I'm tired of seeing the videos, bro, because it's not translating to the regular season. Yeah, and it's because they're paying niggas four hundred million dollars for two years and shit now. So it's only gonna get worse, bro. Like niggas are not gonna take get three hundred more million dollars it's, a year. It's, it's, it's already gotten it. worse. It's already gotten yeah. worse. Jalen Brown just got the biggest contract in NBA history, and he's by far <laughs> not even the best player on his team. But that's a whole other conversation. Bro, that nigga's one contract might have been bigger than Jordan's whole career uh, earnings. You know what I'm saying? In 15 years. Yeah, and I'm yeah. just saying. Uh, You're not even the best person on your team. And, he, and he's definitely not going to be now because he's like, nigga, I'm the most. Cut his, left, cut his left hand off. He don't have one. That's facts. How you feel, Mace? <laughs> Man. I refuse to talk about Ben Simmons. <laughs> I refuse. I ain't mad at you. Listen to me. Y'all said everything, and I refuse to give him any more yes. of my time for the last five years. That's all you got. Yes, let's move on. Fuck this nigga. Jeez, yeah. man. On everything. All right, quick. Well, let's think of the LeBron James of the dunk contest. God damn. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, this is a quick thoughts. Don't even give quick me thoughts on Malika Andrews replaced Mike Greenberg as the NBA Finals host. 
And um, it was another move that happened too that I that I went. Oh, it was uh Richard Mark Jefferson. Jackson got fired. Mark Mike Mark Jackson fired, and then Richard Jefferson is now when we calling the games with Malika Andrew Doris Burke. And I was like, and then they have JJ Reddick as the backup with Richard Jefferson. And I was just like, that shit's whack. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to hear Malika. Like, what has Malika done in basketball for her to be getting all these promotions? She was in the draft talking this year, and then now she's the finals. I don't think it has anything to do with sports. I just think it's all political. And yeah. they're trying to throw a black face up there. Uh, and that's with their little um, coon agenda. And um, and that's all they're just pushing up there. That's why they got uh, Malika, their new person that they rocking with. And you could tell JJ Reddick be pushing their agendas on the low too. So that's why Hard. he promoted Richard Jefferson is another one. clutch. Yeah, clutch guys. You know, what I'm saying? all these clutch uh employees were getting the bag on the low. But then they, you know, they replaced Mark Jackson too. But you know, I don't want to I why would you take off Mark Jackson and Jeff and Van Gundy and give us two motherfuckers? Classic. They, Bro, yeah. they are Come on, they are bro. the modern day chicken stew. Like, why are they playing, on, bro? bro? Yeah. Y'all know because y'all know basketball. Remember yeah. chicken stew, bro? That was them. They yeah. were the modern day version of them. Like, why are you playing? Yeah, and now we got motherfucking, we got to listen to Malika Andrews and damn uh, Richard Jefferson. And these, I don't want to hear these niggas calling no games, bro. But, but the basketball just getting weird, bro. The whole the sports industry getting weird. So, um, and um, the Shannon Sharp just signed with ESPN. So how y'all feel about that? He also, and to give context, because they're not trying to say it, they're acting like he's just on first take, but he's going to be working with them two or three days out the week. And he's going to be one of the guests that comes on Stephen A's uh, show. Mm-hmm. So if you ask me, that's like a demotion as far as what you was doing versus what you're doing now. But I understand if you're trying to go another direction or whatever. And plus, I'm sure ESPN, like I said on the last show, ESPN wouldn't don't have the bag for Shannon Sharp like that. So that's why you don't see him going over there and rolling out the the Shannon Sharp show or or skipping. I mean, a uh, Stephen A. and Shannon. You're not seeing that happen because he's like, if y'all never give me the bag bag, then maybe I'll come a couple of days a week and shit like that. But I think maybe he's just going back into. Show, his, <laughs> I think he may be going back into his football uh, bag and maybe he'll become an NFL countdown nigga or something like that. But. I think the days of skipping Shannon on both ways of having becoming being those guys who just you have to hear what they have to say about everything. I think those days are kind of over. They needed each other as far as their clout and uh, their interest was concerned. It was more entertaining to watch them go at each other than both of them being separate. I kind of I don't see anybody who I want to see Shannon like him and Stephen A. I don't see that as something that's like, oh, let me see what they that's not like a, a duo that I would just need to hear. Every morning, you know what I'm saying? I'm and me personally, I'm done and listening to Stephen A. Smith at this point. Stephen A. Smith don't even give real, you can tell he don't even watching the games like that no more. This nigga, he, <laughs> just, he just be around, and that's what his whole his whole premise is about. Like, that's why he's like, Oh, I, I want to go to Miami. I'm hoping Miami makes it so I can be in Miami this year. That like you don't give real basketball takes like that anymore. So I'm not on I'm not on Stephen A wagon like that. How y'all feel, man? Where's Shannon Shop? How you feel about the new moves? Hey man. As long as Shannon Sharp is talking football, he's got my attention. That is one thing I can say about Buddy. When he talks about football, he ain't joking with you. He know what he's talking about. He got the inside. He got it. But as soon as he opened mouth about basketball, bro, if I got a hearing aid, that shit goes out the window. Like, you can't listen to him talk about basketball, bro. Football, all day, every day. Basketball, negative. So, I don't know how it's going to work because Stephen A., he don't talk football like he knows shit. All right. Day. 
he don't talk basketball like he knows shit. So I'm, right. I, it's gonna be a weird topic thing. How who going Because every time somebody gonna show, what's he gonna say? I will defer to you. Well, then get the fuck off the camera. Nigga. Like, right. Don't defer. To that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> right. That's real. Like how the UFC killed that nigga when he was out there trying to talk to UFC. Did you see that? The UFC right, killed him because he didn't know it's what like, he was like. Steven ain't got too many damn shows. This nigga got like four shows, bro. He got three or four shows in the damn network. Like, bro. Yeah, they got to milk that nigga, though. They gave him that bag. They're like, nigga, we want to see you on ESPN 21 hours out the day, Negro. Facts. He is, bro. So, yeah. yeah I like wild, him. Wow, nigga. Facts. Yeah. I like him for football, but after that, Put that nigga on lacrosse or something. I don't know. <laughs> basketball, bro. Okay. It's yeah, he, the, he got – go ahead, but uh, I was just going to say, he got his, his time is numbered, though. They ain't going to keep giving him that bag. His numbers is not up there no more for that bag that he's getting. Go ahead, Scoop. Well, yeah, the, the, the dynamic is going to be weird now because Shannon and Skip was like, were like bird and magic down there. You know what I'm saying? And as much as they – have that love and respect for each other. What made the show is the fact that they had so many disagreements. You know what I'm saying? Anytime, anytime they talked about, God, like from for like from Shannon Sharp, it was LeBron James. For Skip, it was Tom Brady, mm-hmm. and, and and especially them Tom Brady episodes. Boy, them Tom Brady episodes got chippy. Mm-hmm. When Shannon was ready to throw a, throw a chair at the nigga, yeah. And but it's like you need that dynamic. You can't have two people that just go sit up there and agree with each other all day long. You gotta have people. Who gonna challenge each other and bring the best out of each other, and that's why, you know, what I'm saying their chemistry was so dope, even when they felt, even when it looked like Shannon was about to fold up a chair on that nigga. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because Skip did get out of pocket sometimes, but it's like the, the the dynamic between them two was so dope, and that's why they worked so well together. So, you know, what I'm saying from from Shannon Sharp going from them starting two guard to now he finna be like. Like damn, six man of the year over there at ESPN. This is this is gonna be a weird dynamic. Man. Right. You got any last thoughts, Mace? No, I'm solid. We hit it out, you. All right, all right. Let's get into these uh these quick topics. All right, so best NBA player to never win a ring: Carl Malone, Malone, Steve Nash, Allen Iverson, Barkley. Put them in order if you can. Nash was the only one out of them four that never made it to the finals, right? Uh, Carl Malone. Yeah, Malone made it with the Lakers. Yeah, with the Lakers. Facts, facts. Yep. Uh, no, I'm saying Malone yeah. has been multiple times. Yeah, but I'm saying, that, but but Nash was the only one that never made it to the finals, finals or not. Nash is uh, he shouldn't even be on this list to me. Like, nah. He's the last place for me. Because I mean, Malone went twice. Got 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 shorted <laughs> twice by <laughs> Jordan. Got got cut short twice by Jordan. Barkley went to the finals in '93. Got cut short by Jordan. Uh, ain't no, wasn't no way in the hell Allen Iverson was going to beat Kobe and Shaq by himself. And in the same fashion, like you said earlier, Jimmy, and in the same fashion that Kobe was the only reason why they got that one game in Detroit. Allen Iverson was the only reason why they got that one game when he stepped over Ty Lue. Yeah, in LA, but it's for me. It's between Iverson and Barkley. All right. Well, I make it quick. Um, I got a bias and an unbiased list. My bias list is AI number one, Barkley number two, Malone three, and Nash four. That's kind of what my list looks like. 
Well, my unbiased is pretty much the same, but I'll say AI number one, Malone number two, Barkley three, and Nash after that. I mean, if we're going like statistically, then yeah, I Malone goes over Barkley, but the where Barkley was a dog, nigga. Yeah, statistically like, like, would be number one on the list. Bro, but them them old Philly highlight tapes of Barkley was them running up the court doing a four flat. Yeah. That damn but well, yeah, my that's that, that's why I said bias and unbiased, because off the off the court reasons I don't fuck with none of these niggas except for AI <laughs> and, uh Steve Nash, but you know, Steve Nash is he's just wildly overrated. Uh the fact that that nigga won two MVPs and they get the and, and it gets to has to sit in history like that when Kobe was averaging 36 sports a game. It's just uh I can't like that. It makes me not like Nash as much because and he didn't play any fucking defense. You got a nigga who's not he True. doesn't he doesn't have to play no defense at all, and he's in a Mike D'Antonio offense, and he's still only averaging like 14 points in Mike D'Antonio's offense. So he didn't have souped up numbers. So literally he was just an orchestrator. He was a great orchestrator, John Stockton type of player for that offense, but he did not he was not worthy of two MVPs. Kobe should whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. He couldn't fuck with John Stockton. Calm I down. said style. <laughs> nigga, relax. I said style. Oh, okay. John Stockton, don't do that. Yeah, no, you know no. me. I, I said John Stockton's style. Like oh, okay. he, was, he was the oh, leader okay. of the team. He kept everybody okay. involved. Yeah, trust oh, me. John Stockton. Oh, was yeah. oh yeah, Steve Steve Nash was a descendant of Stockton. Yeah, but yeah. I John Stockton was he boy. Yeah, no. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so so um, how you go, What's your order? Um, fuck Carl Malone. That oh, name's off my list. That name's a weirdo, bro. I can't. I can't, bro. Nah, but honestly, I my shit with Carl's different, bro. Like I'm not even on some real shit. Like ask some real man shit. Carl was a Carl was a scum ass nigga, bro. Like for real. Not, not even good. funny. Pedophile, like, was, all that. Yeah, he was a pedophile mm-hmm. scum ass nigga. Even that, even that shit with Kobe's wife, where he damn near was like, if you, you know what I'm saying, get the fuck out of here, bro. Yeah, that little shit we put on. Yeah, pulling Kobe's wife, talk about I need a little mama seat to some shit. Like, Shut the fuck up, bro. That's, first of all, your man. Second of all, his wife. You a whole scum ass nigga for that. So I don't any list with that nigga on. I don't give a fuck. That's like still having Jared from Subway as the logo to me. Fuck that nigga. Like, I don't care, bro. Like, you gotta want to hear that shit, bro. So for me, I got it Barkley only because, like you said, bias. Since I watched a lot of Barkley growing up, that nigga was a dog. He didn't have his teams around him. Like, I wish he would have pulled one out. Being with the Suns, being with the Rockets, you know what I'm saying? Be with Philly. He had it, but he just never pulled out his ass. So he's been a dog from the jump. I got AI number two because, like you said, I never believed AI was not being funny. I never believed AI was going to win a ring. Like that was the thing. Like nah, when he played, like when he played in Philly, you was like, "Damn, bro, the fact that you got there is like Joe. That's the fucking ring for you. Like you're cemented just for getting there." And then he messed up history. People forget that the Lakers were going to be the only undefeated playoff run team in history at that point. And yeah. he said, "The fuck you mean?" He was like, "No, you're not." Like he was like, "You no, you're not." So yeah. that, that said, I'm leaving here with something. You feel me? Like I'm leaving here with something. Y'all gonna remember me? To, you know Y'all gonna remember me today? Like the fuck you talking about? So, like, I actually, you can see Barkley's career and be like, damn, bro, he should have won a ring at some point. Where when you look at AI, it's like, damn, bro, you, I don't see you win a ring, but just the fact that you got there, my nigga, you gotta dog that out. Um, I give it to Steve Nash over Carl Malone simply because. Carmelo's a whole ass nigga to me. That's literally what it is. Like, now, if you want to take that out, we're taking the bias out. Of course, Nash shouldn't even be on this list. Like, he should never get out of here. But because Carmelo is such a shit ass nigga, bro, like, I don't want anything involving him in positivity. I don't ever want to see, bro. Real rap. Thanks. 
Yeah, that's why. I and, and 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 I fucks with Barkley's development because he he went from just being a one dimensional. I mean, even I mean, I can't even call him one dimensional because I mean they couldn't stop the nigga no way. But yeah. I mean, he 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 became a better ball handler. He became a better uh, shooter, jump shooter. Cooler. Like like he yep. added everything to his game prior to going to Phoenix. Like he had the whole. He had the whole shit when he went to Phoenix. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, was Barkley was underrated for sure. He was an undersized big. He he had a yeah yeah he had a, the guard guard and the post skills and a, a mid sized person's body. So yeah, facts. All right, so next joint quickly. Um, who will win one on one? T Mac versus Kate. Uh, Katie, Kevin Durant. <sighs> I think that's like a toss up. It's just depending on I, yeah, because I'm still undecided on this one. And how they feeling that day? Like if they play five games, you know, it's gonna be three two. So either yeah, way. either way, that's a fact. Because it also depends on a lot. I said, remember, is it make it take it or make it, always make it, 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 make it? If it's make it take it, then I'm gonna go yeah, whoever, whoever get the ball. Get the ball. First. Whoever get the ball first. I really believe that. That's like for real, because because <laughs> either one of them will have trouble stopping the other one. Exactly. So whoever yeah. get the ball first, I feel like that's kind of who's going to win that game. Yeah, T Mac. I would say he's a little stronger than KD, and then his defense was slightly better on perimeter wise. So he would be able to give KD a little bit of problem. But KD could also shoot over him because he got like three inches on him. And yeah, then, and it's, it's for real. And then vice versa, KD would be able to probably block some of T Mac's shots. You know, so it would be a very that, that strength though when you start moving. Like I said that strength though when he get inside the when he get inside that paint, he gonna put the shoulder on him because not being funny. Even for KD size, is different. T-Mac was a solid nigga, especially when he really got in his bag when he was in Houston, bro. He picked the weight up. Like, don't play. Like, that's when he got solid. He put that shoulder in Kevin Durant's chest to be a different right. monster. Like, yeah. he was a big 6'7 nigga, bro. Like, he was. Facts, facts. No question. Yeah, that's yeah, why. He I wasn't even 6'7. Like, he was like 6'8. 6'8. 6'9. Facts. Factual facts. So, 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 even though, so even though KD did have a couple inches on T-Mac, T-Mac was still athletic enough to where he he could, you know what, I'm, go, I'm going T-Mac. I'm going T-Mac. With a slight <laughs> I'm going to man because I can never get the half spin out of my head that he did on Kobe. That yeah. shit was nasty. Yeah, Kevin Durant though he him contesting those jump shots would have been just like how uh, Kobe uh, had to relinquish that that length and size pause to T Mac. That's how it would be for T Mac with KD, and then KD would lose a few pounds of strength, but. He got the height and uh, length advantage, and a handle wise, skill set wise, them niggas are like neck and neck to me. Facts. T Mac had a little better skill set to me offensively than KD. I mean, uh, but Facts. I, I think that'll be the difference because no, and no disrespect to Kevin Durant because he has it, but yeah. when you really look at their games, not being funny, T Mac, he literally does have a little bit more offensive than he does. Like especially if we're gonna go with athleticism and getting once you get in a full speed going towards the rim. Yeah, but that's gonna be a different animal. So, so I think his he just his like you said, his bag is a little bit deeper. Kevin Durant got the mentions that he snap on him, but the head fake, the pump fake, the good, the first step, he has a better first step than Katie does. He has a better he's he has a bigger IQ than Katie does. No disrespect. Basketball wise, he has a better IQ than he does. So I feel like that'll be the end of it. Katie's advantage is he's he's a he's a more consistent uh jump shooter than T Mac. Factual. That's about yeah. it. Yeah, if I had to bet my life on it, I'd be I'd be struggling with that. I'd be sweating hard. That's all. <laughs> Who was going to win in a five game series? And I do want to add one more thing. That would be a great addition. I wish they would have done it years ago, but uh, now if they wanted to spice up All Star Weekend, get the players that are willing to play one on one against each other. 
and start a one on one uh join up. But I obviously it'll be all young niggas, bro. It'll be all yeah, exactly. It won't be the niggas that you want to see hooping. So that's why. But never. It, that's why I said I wish they would have did it a long time ago because it would have been. The code and, and T Mac days, them niggas would have joined in on that shit. And been like, oh, they would have been and, all and, and what you just said is gonna be relatable to to another topic that we're gonna get to a little bit later on too. Okay. But yeah, T Mac and Kobe would have been one on one heaven nigga right there. Like I would have paid any amount of money to see that. Kobe would have oh, yeah. Kobe would have uh, got that nigga though. They would have brought yeah. they, they would have brought the best out of each other too. Yeah, yeah facts. Yep. The interview was nice though when they had the joint one. That was a good interview, bro. That was a nice with, with uh what was yeah, it, Rachel Nichols? That. Yeah. yeah, that yeah, was yeah, a nice sure. interview, bro. Yeah, I love sure. that interview. Not a fan of Rachel, though. Uh, no, that was a good interview, though. Just interview-wise, that was a good interview, too. All right. Um, I, was, I will say let's transition to boxing real quick. But I'll, I'll get this last couple of uh, basketball joints off. Uh, pick one player at their peak, DeMarcus Cousins, Dwight Howard, or Joel Embiid. I'm going to go with Dwight. I'm going to say he's the best player as far as skills <laughs> and wise, but if you I know had to choose my player in their prime on their team, he was the most accomplished out of all three of them. Now, you know what's crazy, bro? Are we talking about just are we talking about just skill for skill? Are we talk about accomplished wise. It says pick one player. So I'm I'm it's saying, do you want them if you had to pick your team like a GM wise? Pick oh, one no, of them I picked well, pick Dwight Howard because I picked Dwight Howard because I feel like Joel Embiid's a whole ass nigga too. Like, I feel like he, he, like I feel like a nigga. And then not just that, Demarcus Cousins at his peak was phenomenal, but his ass had a horrible attitude and he couldn't carry nobody around him. Like, Dwight Howard was literally like, bro, he had Jameer Nelson, Rafer Austin. Like, he had niggas like, no, no, just like Rashard Lewis, they could play, but like, he was like, nah, just hop on my shoulders. We're going to get there. Like and Demarcus Cousins wouldn't get he wouldn't get in the playoffs. Dwight Howard was like, no, nah, I'll get you to the final. I'll get you to the finals. And Joel Embiid has proven even in his short time, bro, you're not getting to the finals. You call yourself the best big man in the league. So by just by those those metrics alone, you have to pick Dwight Howard in his prime. That's right. real. Yeah, Dwight Howard work ethic wise, like us uh, being in shape and shit like that. He was the best guy on this list too. Oh, yeah. He took basketball the most serious. Like if Joel Embiid had Dwight Howard's in in gym uh, uh, gym uh, regimen, he would be a lot better than what he is. You know, Dwight Howard right. has always been in tip top shape, and so he's a, he's available to be in those moments and to make it through the the Eastern Conference Finals and and beat LeBron and them niggas. Like the uh, door, Ooh, the, uh, boy, they want they wanted to beat them niggas so bad. Because you remember Dwight Howard got offended because they had the uh the puppet commercials with Kobe and, and LeBron <laughs> about yeah. them going. He was like, "How y'all gonna do this commercial with them?" Yeah, like like they and they ain't even made it to the finals yet. So Dwight Howard was like, "Bro, we wanted to beat the dog shit." He he was like, "I couldn't wait to beat up on Ver- uh, Verizon yep. and El- that makes, He was like, "I couldn't wait sense. to play them niggas." Make it make sense so, because uh, LeBron is y'all niggas goat and and Dwight Howard at home saying I can't wait. LeBron fumbled that. LeBron right. fumbled that bag that they were supposed to be there. Kobe and LeBron. Kobe held up his end of the deal. LeBron didn't. So like I don't want to hear that shit. Finish your point. And, and everybody gave Dwight Howard so much flack for always smiling and 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 playing basketball with a sense of joy and having fun. But let's let let's not forget anytime Dwight played with a chip on his shoulder. The nigga was an unstoppable force, bro. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. like even I, like I can even remember when Dame hit that shot to put Houston out the playoffs in like Game Six, 
it was it, it was either that game or the game before that where him and Lamar uh him and Lamarcus Aldridge was going back and forth possession after possession Dwight Howard was going down to the low post and demanding the ball yep. you know what I'm saying it's like people forget like when when Dwight Howard played with a chip on his shoulder there's nothing that anybody can do with that yeah, if he didn't have if he didn't have that back injury, you know, him and the Lakers would have been better. They would have had a better situation too with the Kobe uh, shit. Yeah, he was a dog right. for real. But he, like, the Kobe was right about him though. About he he doesn't take the shit serious enough. He is too goofy to be the number one guy on a championship team. That was his probably his only thing. Like he was a dog, but he was a dog enough to beat LeBron. When you got up against the Lakers, they they demolished y'all. And I'm sure he wanted to beat the Lakers too, because just like he was mad about the commercials, he wasn't just mad at LeBron. He was mad at Kobe too. Bro. You you that, get mad at Kobe, it ain't the same effect as it was. <laughs> when mad at that, that run to the finals, Stan Van Gundy pissed me off. Even though I did not have Orlando beating LA, but prior to the playoffs, Jameer Nelson gets hurt. So skip, so skip to my lose, y'all starting point guard. This man yep. helped y'all run through the East to get all the way to the finals. Jameer Nelson is only 65%. And Stan mm-hmm. Van Gundy was like, all right, bet we putting Jameer back in. Get him in. Like, why, like why, bro, <laughs> skip just skip just led y'all to the finals, bro. And Jameer yep. Nelson is not even close to 100%. And you're nope. gonna bitch skip. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, they, was, they, they, the they, they wasn't going to beat the Lakers, but I was just like, was was regardless, that was a dumb decision. Yeah, but sure. I was proud of my nigga skipped to my Ludo because I'm like, you know what I'm saying? For a street he was watching that nigga from, uh, from yeah. the next stage. And, the and now he and he just led niggas to the finals. I was hyped. I was like, they're not going to beat the Lakers, but I still want to see a good series. Hip is the coldest street baller of all time, for sure. Just because of what he, what, he, what he took it to. He made it that far with it. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, uh, all right. Let's get to the next one. And Kobe, that had to be PTSD with the whole Dwight Howard shit because he had already went through it with Shaq, <laughs> and now you got Dwight Howard, and you can see this nigga's potential, and it's like word again. I done went this shit. I done went through this shit with Shaq. Now I got to go through it with you because you won't take this shit serious. Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here, bro. Actually, like I should have kept Andrew Bynum, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, all right, we'll get started to the boxing shit now because that's pretty much all the basketball topics. Uh, um, let's start. No, you, missed, the- you missed one. Go ahead. What, which one was it? Uh, right now the uh, Team USA. Okay. All right. All right. All right so well, let's talk about it. You know, I I I think the original question was going to be, do you think they're going to win it all? So how you feel? What you want to say about them? They definitely looking good out there. Um. Yeah. So my my initial reaction to when the when the roster was released, which I feel like everybody's initial reaction was the same. The roster looked mid, but the only reason why the roster looked mid is because we're accustomed to Team USA basketball being Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade, Dwight Howard, Carmelo Anthony, like the coldest niggas in the league. So you look at this roster and it's like it's a bunch it's a bunch of the, the young niggas the new niggas you know what it's I'm saying? mid if it was for the olympics i'll tell you that so it's yeah. it's mid it's it's mid at first glance because even though they're solid niggas and they're good on their respective organizations you're just looking at this picture of these niggas like okay but these aren't even the, the 12 coldest niggas in the league right now right so so off off rip it looks mid but it's like they're getting out there they're playing good basketball they're undefeated right now, so it was like, "Hey, Rumble, young man, Rumble." 
It's not mid for, for the, the, the feeble world championships, but it's mid for the if it was to try to come up there for the Olympics, they gonna get they ain't even making bronze with that squad. Right. Yeah, we have to and like Giannis isn't playing. Um who else is playing? Jamal Murray's not playing. Yeah, it's a, a few people. There's a lot of niggas that's not gonna get to play. So that does them a lot of service. But like let's be clear, if Giannis is playing for Greece, that'd be a different animal. <laughs> Like I don't hear that shit. So I'm not saying they can't who, but like I said, it's a mid team. If this is the you know what I'm saying USA basketball, they'd be in trouble. Giannis, Giannis had like a 60 ball like a couple years ago, didn't he? With Greece, yeah, like a 60, like a 60 point triple double or some, some shit like that. I don't remember that. It was one game who went crazy. I'm about to look that shit up. Yeah, so I don't know. It's cool. Hey man, let them young boys get some shine. You know what I'm saying? Do what you gotta do. Y'all wanna do an offseason anyway, but it's mid. It is mid though. I know. Yeah, it's mid. They probably gonna win, but that's because the rest of the countries is mid too. Like, like makes yeah. sense. And if the, if everybody came with their top squads and and the U.S. had this shit, they would not. They would. They would get the ass with. Yeah, they're going home. I thought Canada would look a little better. They, they did look decent, but I thought they was gonna look more dominant. But Maybe I haven't caught all the games. Good. All right, uh, let's talk about Bud Crawford real quick. Um. You know, we we already know what happened. We know he dominated Spence. Um, I just want to talk about what's what's really next for him because there's a lot of different ways that he could go after this. I know his mandatory at 147 is is uh, boots, boots, and um, but he's not gonna fight him. If I'm being honest, he's not gonna fight him. He already basically alluded to like it's a lose lose situation because he's a young nigga and. He ain't got enough experience to even if he beats him, is it's not gonna he's not gonna get no credit. Yeah. So he's supposed to be. So and then now I heard him say he wants a winner of Canelo and Charlo. He Which already, ain't gonna happen. He already been called out Charlo. Why do you think that's not gonna happen real quick? Because Charlo said it. You said because he what? Charlo said it. He said he's not gonna do it. When when did you say that? I just heard him uh, another interview. Nah, he was no. Remember he was talking. He was talking to um. Remember he yeah, um. He talked since then. No, I'm saying he's not gonna do it because he's basically saying he said he's already done that. Ain't gonna end up in that for me. That nigga can't fuck with me. I'm not gonna do that. I'm going to fight Canelo next. I ain't worried about him. And then Terrence Crawford already said if he's not fighting um Charlo, he's not interested in fighting nobody. So Charlo already said he's not gonna fuck with him because he can't. He ain't gonna do it. Yeah, but you ain't watched since then. Uh, if you watch since, he then, was just on the Breakfast Club. Yeah, and he, he, he did a few. He did a fight hype interview. He done a few interviews. Both of them have done more <laughs> interviews, and I'm telling you that. Charlo, Charlo has said, "I will fight the nigga uh, X Y Z," but you could tell he don't really want to fight. He don't really want that smoke. Yeah, he, he's not gonna fight. Really want that smoke. His first interview where he he started naming shit that he did more than him, and he can't fuck with me, and he gonna fight. That let me know he want to fight that nigga, bro. And I honestly, I don't got him getting past Canelo in the first place. So if you take yeah. that loss, you definitely, you definitely got that strike on you. What you gonna do now? Like he gonna if be begging Crawford to fight. Says I want the winner of both of y'all. He's backing Charlo into a corner though. So if Charlo wants to just look stupid and look like a pussy, then he don't have to fight him. But the nigga who just got, who won the biggest fight in the world just said, "I want you." At during the fight, and then he said after, during I, I want Canelo. I, I want the. He said. Because first he said, I want Charlo, I want Charlo. And then they're like, all right, but what if he loses to Canelo? He was like, then I want to fight Canelo then. And it was like, you want to fight Canelo at 168? He was like, yeah, why not? He was like, if the nigga beats Charlo, then I want to fight him. 
So, and I think that he would beat either one of them, honestly. But, um, and I do agree with you that Charlo is, is going to have trouble with Canelo, bro. I don't think, I yeah. think him going up in weight, he's going to be, he's going to have to get adjusted to that weight and it's not going to be what he thinks it's going to be. Like the, right. dehydration wise and just, yeah, even if you walk around, I heard him say in response to niggas who feel like that, uh, you don't know what I walk around at. But if, even if you walk around at 165, you don't fight at 165, nigga. Like, yeah, I, I motherfucking, I, I hoop, I'm 215, but when I'm trying to hoop for real, I need to be like 205, you know what I'm saying? Not 220. I can walk around at 215, 220, but ask me to play uh, full court basketball at a high level at that, at that weight, it's not going to go well, you know what I'm saying? Or I'm putting myself more potential at injuries and I'll get tired quicker, dehydrated quicker, all those things. So... I think he he did should not he should if he wanted to jump up in weight it shouldn't have been to do fight Canelo immediately he should have got him a tune up in a higher weight class or gotten to the the next weight class up but he's skipping two weight classes in order to fight Canelo so I do agree um, Charlo's not going to fight him because you ain't finna make it past Canelo and if you do you have no choice but to fight Bud nigga because Bud already said he'll come up in weight or whatever to beat your ass and so. But I do think him and Canelo is a um, – it's going to be like more of a puncher's chance type of fight. I do think he can – he has a slightly better boxing skills at this point in his career than Canelo does because Canelo is just getting a little slower and a little less uh, defensive as as time's going by. So um, – but I think Bud also uh, on the plate for Bud would be um, the Spence rematch – which I don't think Spence wants that. Spence acting like he does and his trainer acting like, but if Spence is, is smart, you better not take that rematch, my nigga. He got outboxed <laughs> to every in every aspect of boxing. Every he got, aspect. He got out countered. He was his timing was horrible. He had no everything that you tried, it all failed. Like literally, you got he was exposed by the by the second and third round. And we knew, like, all right, Bud has this nigga's number in every way. Now, I thought that his strength would be enough of a difference so that when he was connected, because he did connect on enough punches uh, early on Bud that I was like, okay, he can connect on Bud. But, you know, we know how Bud is. Bud's just going to let you get whatever your shit off is. And then he's really just letting you get comfortable and whatever you think that you're going to be doing. And then he starts countering everything that you're doing. So I I, I do got to hold that L, though. I'm a nigga who I was I was torn as fuck, though. And I did say um, that. I had no, I didn't know who was going to win. It was like the hardest fight ever for me to pick because the matchup was, and it's just because I, I, I just didn't uh, really think that Arrow was that much effect. Like he's really affected, but that that last accident, I told you, bro. that last accident has thrown off that nigga's whole timing and all of his 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 boxing intuition. It kind of left at it, it. It's not. It's not what it was, bro. So the fight was easier for Bud. But I did say the the one thing I was right about is that I said. Whoever's going to win, it's going to be a knockout because neither of these niggas are going to just let the other person just beat them down and give up. So Spence almost got knocked the fuck out because he was not giving up no matter what. He was like, nigga, I'm still coming out of him. He got enough to be mad at the ref. I'm like, bro, thank the ref, nigga. Like, cause, he saved your life. Yeah, he's about bro. to be bad, bro. You're going to look so you bad. You know the clip, bro. I said in the clip, bro, I said this is the easiest fight I ever have to pick. I said Terrence Crawford is going to Dominate. He he I said, I said he's gonna whoop his ass from bell to bell and he's gonna knock him the fuck out and it's gonna look bad. And then it was like, You Call crazy? I'm like, I said, No, that's what's gonna happen. It's going to happen from the moment the fight starts. He's gonna get his ass handed to him. He's gonna get knocked out early. He's gonna get knocked out in the fight and it's gonna be ugly. And everybody, nah, nigga, 
It was the easiest fight to figure. I seen that shit a mile away, bro. It was just too easy to pick up. Spence didn't even look good walking to the ring, bro. He looked you like he didn't want to be there. Yeah. You feel me? Oh, and I wish I wanted to say this too. I wish before the the show, I swear to God, with the day before the show, I was about to call you, Mason, be like, man, let's get on eyeball. Let me goddamn retract my motherfucking pick on it. <laughs> because I watched the press conference and you could just tell, you know, one thing in boxing, the niggas know if they're going to win the fight or not. Or if they're going to lose, they can feel it before the fight. That's what most all-time boxers have said. When they lost the fight or two that they ever lost, they knew before they were about to fight. Even Sugar Ray so yeah, uh, Sugar Ray said it against Duran. Like man, I I know I was gonna lose, bro. I just knew it. Everything was off. And Errol Spence had that look. And not only that, he was saying it the uh, the, the 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 day prior. They was like, yeah, man. So how you feel about the fight? Instead of saying he was gonna win, this nigga said, I feel like this gonna be one of those classic fights that was like. And he started naming all the big debatable fights of all time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, nigga. Like I I can't believe I picked this nigga, and he's out here. Naming all of the debates. Yeah. It's like like if my old lady, like, yeah, baby, you about to go hoop? And I'm like, yeah, man, I I hope to have a few ties today. I hope I uh <laughs> I hope I can score two or three points in one of these games. Like, nah, nigga, like, you just going to break a sweat, bro. Yeah, exactly. Like, nigga, why is you even going to play talking like that? So yeah, I I just wish we would have I, I I had no fence in Spence after I picked that nigga and I saw this nigga in this press conference. I'm like, ah, oh, he really think Bud and Bud's like, I'm gonna be crowned. I'm gonna win, and it's because the, the it was hard to pick because both these niggas ain't really fought nobody, bro. Like that's what was weird for me. Bud been fighting HBO, and he haven't fought nobody who really challenged him like that. And when it was, it was niggas like Gamboa and shit. And I was like, bro, you know, I, I was upset with him by letting Gamboa get some of them shots off. Yeah. So shit like that had me skeptical about Terrence, bro. So because he he had some some iffy performances, and and he wasn't fighting his full potential, but. I did say he had the most dog in him, and he showed it in the in the first second round. This nigga, he exposed Al Spence, bro. But so, so how do you feel about after the fight on social media when they put the side by side of Bud being undefeated next to Mayweather? Oh yeah, that's uh, thank you for reminding me about that. I hit that already. You can have that. <laughs> um, it's it, you can't because of the quality of opposi- opposition. You can't compare the two yet. But also, Floyd got the same flack for his first 40 fights, 35 fights, is that he didn't fight nobody, which is true. He didn't have a lot of comp until he fought De La Hoya. That's when he became a, a household name, kind of. And then he fought Shane Mosley after that. Then he beat Hatton, and then he ended up eventually getting to Pacquiao and shit like that. But Floyd didn't have no major fights in his prime like that. Not a whole bunch of, like, guys. Did who Floyd ever fight Zab? Yeah, he beat Zab. Yeah, he beat Zab. Zab. He robbed Zab. He robs that. Okay. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so he beats that. Uh, he, he beat everybody, but nobody was comparable to Floyd that we thought like he was going to, he could lose to this guy. And and some people thought he would lose to Manny, but the rest of us knew that it wasn't going to happen. So, so I, I do think they're going to be comparable if Terrence can fight it long enough to become 50 and no, but he's not going to make, I don't, he's not going to fight that many fights. He's going to fight like three or four more fights if that. And then he's gonna retire, so he'll go down as one of the, the greats, but he won't be comparable to Floyd because Floyd got the 50 and 0 undefeated. But I, I do think that Floyd, I would love to see that fight if Floyd wasn't past his prime and to see Terrence in his prime right now versus Floyd, that would be a really good fight, you know. And I think if Floyd, uh, and, and I know he's older now, but if you're gonna take all these exhibitions and these little bullshit fights, my nigga, I think you should get back in the real ring 
and no. like it's some real no. dudes. No. I don't think he'll win, but no, put that O on the line, bro, against Terrence Crawford or one of these niggas. Nah. I know he ain't gonna do it, but I'm just telling you what I'd like to see. Yeah, bro, I'll be real with you. If Terrence Crawford went 65 and 0, he still wouldn't be better than Floyd Mayweather. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm gonna tell you why. Yeah. And this is a wrap. Do forget this. Mayweather essentially is like Kobe Bryant. He has two different careers, bro. Like people forget he was pretty boy Floyd and he fought and he was dogging niggas. He had bad hands. He broke his hands consistently. He had very bad wrists and very bad hands. So he had to alter his style in order to be able to continue to fight, but not continue to break his hands. And he adopted the persona Floyd Money Mayweather. This man has a number eight jersey and a number 24 jersey. So people forget that. Like you said, he wasn't, he didn't have the comp early in his career, but people act like, oh, Floyd got pillow hands. No, he doesn't. He obtained them because he kept breaking his hands. Like people be wilding on that shit and he'd be bugging me. So like, even with Terrence Crawford being as good as he is, Terrence Crawford will never, and this isn't his his fault, he'll never have the showmanship Floyd Mayweather has. Like Floyd Mayweather, once he decided, even during his pretty boy Floyd days, he still was beautiful with it. But then he said, nah, it's money made. What are you talking about? And then that changed the whole sport of boxing. He mastered that shit. He made promoters damn near obsolete because he was the alpha and the he was on both sides. There's nothing you can do with him. Thanks. So Terrence Crawford will never be able to reach that level. I don't care if he be 65 niggas. It's going to get to a point where it's like, what are your numbers? Like, you're not being funny. What's the box office? You you did your thing. Congratulations. But Floyd Mayweather, you're talking about two different careers. So when you put that graphic up, oh, 40 40-0, who? He might pass pretty boy Floyd. But to get to money Mayweather level, bro, that's another fucking 10 years of this shit. Like continue. Yeah. He was forty and zero on HBO. Let's get that. Do clear. you feel me? Yeah. Like this is like this is two different careers. He mastered the game so well that, like you said, he can go have a stupid exhibition fight in China against someone we never heard of and make seventeen million dollars and get punched in the face and laugh. Like, come on, bro, this is a joke <laughs> to him. Yeah. Where if not being funny right now, if if Crawford takes a fight and it's close, they're gonna write him off. Floyd Mayweather can literally get beat up tomorrow and come out by nigga it didn't count as an exhibition fight. And I'm still the goat. I'm still pretty. So it's just it's a level that you're never going to. It's not a it's not a skill thing. It's not about it's skill, but it's about what also you brought to the game. And Floyd Mayweather did it at the highest level on a second career that no one he can't touch that bro. It's just too far. Yeah, I agree. And to your point, um, this is really Terrence's career really just took off. Like this nigga now yeah. on the Breakfast Club and shit like that. These niggas, y'all niggas didn't even know who Terrence Crawford was. A lot of Facts. y'all don't watch boxing. Y'all didn't even know who Terrence Crawford was like that until he was becoming the talk of who's supposed to fight Spence. You know, him and Spence yep. that a few years ago. Then they started saying, okay, Bud Crawford is nice. But yeah, he's been on top rank play, uh, fighting on it. HBO not getting a lot of attention. And one thing that just separates him from Floyd too, what I said about the Gamboa thing. Terrence has a couple of fights that went like that where he was it was questionable like you know what I'm saying like Floyd didn't have that bro Floyd got like I can literally name like two three times in his life that of uh, this nigga getting <laughs> rocked by a hard enough punch that we was like oh shit Floyd's in trouble Shane Mosley Zab yeah. caught him one time and mm-hmm. that's it that's it actually <laughs> and my one one time I think his uh his hand touched the canvas somebody caught him on something on back in early in his uh, the pretty boy Floyd day but 
He was on wobbly legs. He took a bad step and got caught with a clean one and touched his hand. They didn't call it on the ground. But yeah, I remember that. That part. Yeah. So it wasn't a knockdown for officially, but he touched the ground. So it was it was ruled a knockdown. So, but other than that, that he's never had a questionable moment where it's like, damn, Floyd is we we're questioning who Floyd is or anything like that. When Bud Crawford fought against Gamboa, he, yeah, he whooped Gamboa's ass. But Gamboa was – he also rocked you and had you stumbling a few times. And it was just like – Bud was just looking like a nigga who was undisciplined. And Danger. I have to say that against Floyd. Like, he's undisciplined and shit like that. So yeah. I, I agree with everything you said. Now, if he said – if he went 65-0, and 0, though, my nigga, if he got that high with it, especially at this point in his career, we'd, yeah. have, we'd have to start saying he's something up there with Floyd. But no, he, obviously it's not going to happen. No, we'll definitely say that, but what I'm saying is like it's that's what I'm saying. It's not about a fight thing, it's not a skill thing. He can go 65 and no and have, he can knock everyone out from here now. It's just comes down to like you said, the showmanship level. Like I said, you've never seen Floyd be like, oh, he's in danger. Like, no. And like and like I said, so that's why I don't think Dane Mosley was the only time I was like, Oh shit, man, Floyd better get it together right now, or it's over. Like in the second exactly. round. And he came back yeah. and dominated that nigga every round after that. So exactly. Floyd showed, yeah. like, when I have adversity, nigga, I'm going to dominate you and make it not even right. that because you caught a good punch on me. And Shane Mosley was that guy who could catch him with that good punch. He's a yep. great fighter, too. We If 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 Terrence Crawford fought a Shane Mosley four, three, four, five times in his career, he'd have more than – he wouldn't be 40, you know. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Floyd had a little a, more competition than, than Terrence Bud Crawford has had. So, so are you saying it would be like the LeBron effect where even if Bud was to go 65-0 and 0, it's like okay, just because you got more dubs than Floyd, it still don't I'm mean that you're best. better than Floyd. There, that's where I said that's yeah. good, a good comparison. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can you can you can go seventy and zero, but who did you fight? Like Luck said, ain't about how many fights you had, it's who you fought. Who you fought? So 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 on that same note, because we talked about Pacquiao, and you sent me a screenshot of yep. Pacquiao's career compared to Floyd, yes. and even though Floyd's undefeated. Pacquiao's resume would suggest that he had a better career than Floyd. Right. But he did he did have a better resume as far as quality of opposition is concerned. And as far as position, I mean, um, um the way he won certain fights, mm-hmm. he had a better performance. I was about to say performances in certain fights than Floyd. But when we put it all together and we say who was the best, it's like when you look at Jordan and say six and zero. Oh. When you look at Kobe and say five out of seven. That that shit measures up better than you beat you fifty eight niggas and you knocked out forty five of them and but I'm fifty and oh you know what I'm saying because you lost five fights you know what I mean so it's just about quality of opposition mix it's just the whole gumbo pot put together and when you add it all up no one's gonna have a better career than Floyd Floyd literally was the cream of the crop and he literally made it to the point where he made boxing about not getting hit and when literally slugfest. Fact, and that's what people don't understand. You hit that right clear. Floyd mastered the box, the art of boxing. The point is to hit and exactly. give the most amount of damage and take the least amount of he literally mastered that. Like, yeah. how can you knock that dude, bro? Yeah, you can't you can't compare anybody to Floyd when it comes to just overall what he what he brought to the game of boxing. He's the best, he's the best boxer of all time, you know, especially in that weight class. I won't, I won't say of all time. Because there's other guys that are comparable. Because and I don't like to compare weight classes and shit like that. I think, I he, has think a, he, he has a good say, argument. I think you say he's the best boxer of all time. But remember, this is, yes. box, boxer and fighter are two different things. If I look at, he's not the best fighter of all time. We're right. not gonna say that. But if you right. look at the definition of what boxing is, 
He is the he's best the boxer best. of all time. Yes, for he sure. He beat everybody. He took no losses. He took the least amount of damage. He's fifty years old. He's not, yeah, he's not slurring his words. He ain't got no CT. So like he matched. So he's the best boxer ever. He's literally. not the best fighter ever, but he's the best boxer ever. For sure. Yeah, literally. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, so Manny was great though, and like even Canelo. Canelo has like fucking sixty something fights, or he has like fifty nine wins or some shit like that. But they're padded though. I don't like. I don't like those numbers, bro. Now, yeah, you bought a fight a bunch of guys we don't know who the fuck. Yeah, they are. Like twenty eight of those were in, like twenty eight of those were in Mexico, and we ne never even heard of them. Like actually, it was like thirty when he fought for. He had like thirty fights in Mexico that never counted. Like you well, can't it would find be hundred and no if he was from another country fighting some. Yeah, bro, like, he got here. They couldn't just find some of the opponents, some of the footage. It was like, bro, how you fit? You know, you can only verify twenty of the people you fought. I don't like right. those stats, bro. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, I still need to see Wilt's hundred point game, and I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't believe it, bro. Facts. I fact, bro. Show <laughs> me some footage, my nigga. I got all this, all these stories. You know, Jesus walked on water after y'all tell the story after all these. I'm not saying he didn't walk on water, but I wasn't there. But I do know that physically, a man is not capable of walking on water <laughs> unless it's ice. It's impossible. So, but you know, y'all niggas is after you tell a story over a hundred years, it becomes you know something different. But hey, man, all right. So I think that was it. Oh, uh, last one. Last one was um, I don't know if I sent you this, Scoop. I did send you this. What uh, Clarissa Shields? <laughs> <laughs> she said, and I quote, "I'll fight." Keith Thurman at 154, so serious. All the respect in the world to him, too. I just think I can outbox him. Now, Shorty, I need you to relax, okay? I need you to not... First of all, let's let's just get this out of the way. It's a lose-lose situation for any man to ever even to entertain something like that. It's a lose-lose situation to entertain it, let alone yeah, actually do it. Because... Yeah, Let's say it actually happens. First of all, Keith Thurman would never disrespect himself like that. There's like five, 10, 20, 100 boxers lined up that could, he could actually fight before he fights a woman. And if he was to fight a woman, he would get zero credit. I don't care how good she was. He would get zero mm -hmm. credit. And I don't care if y'all are the same weight. That's not fair. He's a man. He's stronger than you. And all he's going to do is look like a whole ass nigga when he beats you the fuck up. Yeah. And we're all going to say, nigga, why would you even accept that fight? You a bitch. And then especially if he knocks you out or something like that. So not if, not if many knocks you out. Excuse me. Thank you. Thank you. So it's just disrespectful to to a man. Uh, a regular nigga can beat her to fuck up, let alone a boxer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not saying that she it's impossible for her to win a fight against a man. I mean, I know there's dudes that she could beat up. The dude she's calling out of this, she called out Jake Paul and she called out him. I don't even like Jake Paul, but Jake Paul will knock her the fuck out. Knock her the fuck out the first two minutes of the fight. One yeah, minute. and that's sad to say, but he'll he will he will lift her out of her shoes and it's sad and it's fucked up. And and I like her. And if she keep playing, a nigga like Jake Paul, if he, if it can generate the he'll money, yeah, he'll do it and <laughs> knock you the fuck out. But, you know, Keith Thurman's not about to do that. He has too much respect for the boxing game for him to do that. But at the end of the day, he would knock her the fuck out. It wouldn't even be close. It wouldn't be a conversation. And it would be disrespectful. It's disrespectful for her to even challenge a man. It's disrespectful. Because you're putting that man in a fucked up situation because he can't fight you. And you're making him look like a sucker, like he's scared of a girl. And we'll know he'll, be, he'll beat you to shit. He'll beat you the fuck up. How y'all feel, man? <laughs> no disrespect to no women, man, but come on, man. Because, because look, man, we live in a in a world where society is all about equal opportunity and making sure everybody gets a fair shake. But sometimes you just gotta be equal rights. 
realistic, man. Unless, you got to be. Right. You feel me? <laughs> Since you want the equal rights, so motherfucking much. Sometimes you just got to be realistic, bro. Because like, cause like, cause like you already said, for him, it's a lose-lose. Because if you don't take the fight, it make him look like a bitch. But if you take the fight, it still make him look like a bitch for even willing to get in the ring and beat up on a female. Yeah. I don't care how nice And if he loses, he's going to look even crazier. Go ahead. <laughs> that part. How you feel, Mace? Right, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> she needs a big brother or daddy or man bro, to put some guidance, bro. Care. Tell her not to do the shit like that. I'm being serious with you, bro. Jake Paul is a novice. He's an amateur at best. I mean that literally. He's an amateur at best. Mm. Bro, I don't care how well you can box. Let's let's be clear about something. Anyone can get knocked. It's clear. But let's be clear about this. Clarissa Shield doesn't knock out women. She goes the distance. That's what she does. She goes the distance with women. She outboxes them. She puts on a master class performance and she wins by decision. Sweetheart, you're not knocking out nobody. If you can't knock out your own sex and your own species, you're not about to knock Jake Paul. Jake Paul literally, and I don't even like Buddy. Did you see the way he hit Tyrone Woodley? If he hit you with one of those, I don't care where it's at. He only got to hit you in the chest. You can block that. If it connects with the shock of your arm, you're going to go to sleep. A body shot will cripple you and destroy you. Like, stop playing, bro. Like, I don't care how great of a world-class boxer you are. An amateur novice male will knock you out just by accident because the level of power he has will put you down. So, like, a high school amateur will knock her the fuck out. Yeah, bro, he will hurt you. And then you're talking about Keith Thurman, bro. That's not even funny. And I don't even funny. That's some Drago shit in the ring. If she dies, she dies. Like, that'll happen. Like, he will kill you. Literally. Yeah. You and will he's die. one of the best male boxers. He's just been gone for a minute. Fact. Don't get it twisted. And you heard what she said. You hear the dumb shit she says? I feel like I can outbox him. Okay, well, then, what you want to do? Exhibition? Put the 12 ounces on? Put the Then do that behind closed doors and test yourself. But don't call that man out live like that, because if he take it and beat the shit out of you, you might see, this is why men are the problem. Not, this is why... When, Calm down, sis. And that'll, just, open, <laughs> that, that'll open a whole other can of worms, bro. And Calm literally, down, you can't outbox that nigga, literally. He's the he's one of the, the most best, the best just technical boxers that there is, bro. He Period. will he would fuck you up. Like pick on a nigga who don't have no boxing skills like that, and then challenge your skills. I, but like I said, I will I'm not even don't challenge any man. That shit's not even I, I, I'm yeah, serious about that. Thirds are cool with you. Yeah, it's not even <laughs> don't disrespect hey. the male species like that. Because real rap, what, let's be funny, and that's we're not getting to the top, but let's be clear. What would it look like if Keith Thurman said, yo, real rap, I feel like I could beat the shit out of Layla Ali right now. You're like, nigga, of course you can, you hoe-ass nigga. Exactly. But like, he can't say that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He can't say that. No, that's okay. Yeah, it's disrespectful, bro. It's right. disrespectful. It's disrespectful both ways. Facts. Let's leave it there, man. We appreciate y'all, man. We'll get into some next shit on the, uh, on the next show. Appreciate your school for pulling up, my boy. You're always welcome. Appreciate you, my G. Appreciate you, my boy. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, I, man. I love to come back, man. It's, it's whatever. Just let me know. Yes, sir. For sure. I'm going to definitely have you back on, my boy. And, uh, yeah, man, appreciate y'all, man. Make sure you hit that like button, man. If you're new, man, if you like the video, make sure you hit that subscribe button for us also, man. We appreciate y'all, man. And uh, all y'all watching on the streams, man, we appreciate y'all listening, too, man. Make sure you hit the subscribe button for us and check us out on YouTube, too, man. Appreciate y'all, man. We out of here, bro. Pushing P, nigga, look at me. I got all these niggas shook at me. Sacrifices, what it took for me. Talk loosely, man, it's raw sushi. Ain't nobody ever fucking cooking me. Swear to God, you niggas all goofy. Why the fuck you even talk to me?
steal the sauce from me. Paid the cost to be the boss, homie. Now I got a bunch of lost homies. Should've known that they was false, homies. I would never take a loss, homie. I won't let another nigga disrespect me. I'ma have to put the pause on it. Wanna nail me to a cross, homie. Nah, pussy nigga, kill me first. They all fake, man, it really hurt. Our relationship is really dirt. Six feet to be exact. Bitch speak to me with tag. This beat could be a slap. Still tipping and I'm Will Smithing. Don't make me pull a real Smithing. Need a toilet, this is real shit. When I rap, this shit is real different. All done to the GMO. You gon' have to know the real difference. Trade five and he still spit. Ever since I was legit, niggas knew I was legit. Ever since I ever touched a beat, niggas knew I was a hit. Ain't soft spoken, this is God spoken. I'm a killer, but my heart poet. We need Helen cause we all broken. Fuck your feelings, man, God chose him. I'm so cold, man, my heart frozen. No Timmy, nigga, fuck you mean. Spot permanent, nigga, just for me. It's soft and nice, so how the fuck you mean? Got a question, you can't trust the bleed. Cause they the type to say fuck your seed. Don't make me catch niggas up to speed. I'm the reason you still fucking breathe. Told niggas not to fuck with me. Yeah. Told niggas not to fuck with me.